All right, welcome, welcome everybody. My name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuned into Simplified Complexity, a relationship podcast. All right, so we want to welcome you to another day, another podcast. We're always so grateful that you can join us no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. And because and, you didn't have to be here. Um, but you chose to be here and we're so grateful for that. And so we want to encourage you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share this with somebody. We have a fun topic that we're going to do today. And our topic is about myths surrounding Christian dating. And we have <laughs> a special guest, um, Eric Demeter. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring in Eric Demeter. Eric, how are you, man? Uh, great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, we're, we're glad to have you. And so we got Eric in the house. Uh, we got Keontae. Keontae, man, how you doing? Yes. I'm pretty good, man. It's, it's a little chilly out here in uh, California, man, but, you know, we're going to get through it. Yeah, hey, see, see today <laughs> proved that lie that it never rains in Southern California because it's exactly. raining right now. So, um, but it's, it's nice, you know. One of the things I used to love is being able to watch, like, lightning and thunder. Like, that was really a cool thing. You don't get that too much here, but, you know, I don't know. But so myths, yeah. myths, myths, myths surrounding Christian dating. Uh, Eric is the, the author of a book entitled how should a christian date and in his book one of his chapters he talks about busting the myths of christian dating and so i thought that was a really fun kind of uh chapter and i thought this could be a fun topic for our, our listeners and and so um eric you know thank you again for joining us is your your book available on amazon yeah yeah it's it, it's on amazon you can buy it through moody publishers too Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So we definitely want to encourage you to check out that book. Um, but with that, so myth, myth, myth. We're going to start with you, Eric. Give us a myth. What is a myth <laughs> surrounding uh, Christian dating? Well, there are so many. And when I wrote this chapter in, in the book, I, I had to limit it. And, uh, then I, and then I had a survey where I sent friends, and they came up with like 20 more myths. So I whittled it down to 12. <laughs> but... Um, one of them is that you will meet your uh, spouse, your future spouse, when you stop looking. There's mm. this, that's the pro the proverbial, right. you know, ostrich putting his head in the sand, waiting for God to do everything. Um, I mean, and the cool thing about God is he he might do it like like that. I mean, you might bump into them at the grocery store like some Hollywood movie or meet them at the gas station, but yeah. chances are uh, there will be some work involved in, in, in finding yes. that, that special person. And you may have to go on some, some dates and you probably will have to, and that's okay because God is in it. And uh, I really believe that God wants to partner with you in your search. Right. That's no, good. I, I That's like good. that. I, I like that because I definitely agree that sometimes there's this idea and we, we kind of talk about it all the time is we have this notion and we kind of get it from movies and just kind of the, the imagery that we see is the one. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, people are you know, always saying that, you know, God is going to, you know, bring me the one. And, you know, and I, I, God is active in our lives. Um, you know, and he's always working in our lives, but I try to be careful because these same people that said, God brought you into my life, then it's unfortunately, I'm, I'm just trying to be honest, just trying to be honest. Unfortunately, they're the same ones that, that are end up getting a divorce. And so was yeah. God wrong? Did, did God lie or something or, or, or what happened there? And, and so I think, you know, that this notion or this idea of, you know, 
what God's going to bring me that person um, is, is taking your part out of it. And mm-hmm. I think what's important for us to understand is even in our relationship with God, we have our part to do. And when it comes mm-hmm. to our relationship with other people, we have our part to do. And so one of the things that I always teach, one of the things I always encourage is God gives us guidelines. God gives us, you know, hey, this is the path. These are the directions I want you to take. These are things I want you to look for. These are things I want you to be warning signs about. And then with those guidelines, that helps us to find, you know, the one and to narrow down our search. But this idea like this one person and God is going to bring this one person to you. You just need to sit there. You just be faithful. You go to church and be faithful all you want. That doesn't mean all of a sudden somebody's just going to jump on your doorstep. Um, Go ahead, man. What you got? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, this is a great this is a great starting point because um, just kind of like how me and Brian do, we have this chemistry where we just kind of are able to piggyback off of each other. Um, one of my things I was going to say was, especially for Christian women, is that, you know, the biggest myth is, you know, just be pursued. Don't pursue somebody, mm-hmm. be pursued. And this falls in part with what we're talking about right now, because oftentimes, you know, especially in our Christian lives, like let's say, for instance, we want to get a job or, you know, we, we're looking to get a job. You know, our course of action would be to pray about getting a job and then we'll apply to get a job. Right. Or, you know, if we if we're sick and we have to go to the doctor, we'll pray about our illness. Then we'll go see the doctor. But for some reason, when it comes to dating, we'll just do the pray part. And then, you know, magically, we think that God's just going to, oh, you know, your person is going to appear, you know, so we just we do these things without actually doing the work. And so just like applying for that job and, you know, becoming, you know, in that pool of people to get hired, you have to put yourself out there. You have to actually go out and meet people to start, you know, dating and getting that data collecting process going for you to be able to get in front of somebody that could potentially be the but you got to yeah. put your leg out there and do the work. It's just not going to happen and materialize out of nowhere. Right. Well, and, and that actually brings me kind of to a myth that I think is out there is this idea that um, women can't initiate, you mm-hmm. know, that that dating process. Women can't really approach a man and, and, that, it, and that it has to be the man. And, and somehow we even tie that into the Bible and biblically and as though it's a sin, like if you, if a woman kind of initiates that process. But one of the things I always encourage is that, first off, that's not in the, the scriptures and there's nothing wrong with a woman initiating the process. That doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be the head of the home or something. You're just talking, you're just sharing like, hey, I, I, I'm interested. I, I think that you're a great right. person. I would love to get to know you better. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing with sharing with that because one of the things that in life, men and women, sometimes we got, we're, we're focused and we're right here and you're looking and you're, and you're looking, you're not seeing all these other things around. And so there could be a guy who might be interested in you, but they're focused, especially godly men. Godly men, they're focused on what's in front of them. And so unless you kind of get in their path and say, hey, unless you, Mm -hmm. you know, somehow sometimes introduce yourself, they might ever know that you're there. Or sometimes they themselves are shy. They themselves are timid. Mm -hmm. And and so if you kind of just somehow introduce yourself, you don't have to be overly aggressive, but if you do kind of make yourself known and and maybe engage, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. I I don't know. Do either one of you want to comment on that yeah i had a friend and she liked this guy for a long time and i said to i i asked her i said well have have you because he had no idea that uh, she liked him and i and i said to her she told me the story and i said have you told him how you feel and and she immediately replied with oh i don't want to pursue him 
And I'm like, pursue? That's that's in the relationship, you know, that's that's further along, but you can break the ice. So um I like even that. if it's I like just that. the right. Yeah, and like uh e- even if you get a no, isn't a no better than pining away for for years yes. on this someone yes. no, exactly a, exactly just the fantasy that, it, that you've built up yeah because you get you get to emotionally and physically kind of move on but when you kind of like you said you've built up this fantasy this idea you're now actually more attached and so you would much rather get that no Keontae, what you got yeah man i was gonna say this reminds me of um you know the great thespian uh willard smith he had a movie called The Pursuit of Happiness, and there was a scene where his son was talking about the guy in a water, and he said, you know, you know, God will save me. You know, a boat came by, and it was like, you need some help? And he was like, oh, no, I'm waiting. You know, God will save me. You know what I mean? And then the guy ends up drowning, and he gets to heaven, and he's like, hey, God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, man, I sent two boats for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and in the same sense, you know, when you just kind of like, when you have this feeling and you're just, you know, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to this person or, you know, engage and tell them that I'm interested. You could possibly be missing that boat that God had already sent your way, but you'd never know that because you didn't pursue that or you didn't engage. You know what yeah. I mean? So we got to be cognizant of that, that, you know, we can't just be timid and, and afraid to say like, hey, I'm, I'm feeling you, you know, because you never know where that might lead. Yeah, that's good. What, what, Keontae, I'm going to stick with you. Give us a myth, man. Is there a myth that you want to share? Yeah, yeah. So another myth um, I was going to, I have um, is that oftentimes in Christian dating, and I've heard this a couple of times, is that people feel that you have to be in a church setting or you have to be like at a church conference to find the person perfect for you to date. Mm. Um, and I think that's a big myth because you can walk up on somebody anywhere. You know, just like I said, just like in Hollywood, you know, you might bump into somebody in a grocery store just because they're, you haven't met this person in a church setting or mm-hmm. some youth conference or something like that doesn't mean that they might not be the potential person that you could date and, and potentially have a marriage with. Um, you know, you never know where you're going to date somebody or where you're going to be at. So yeah. that, that's one of my myths. That's good. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's, let's go with you, Eric. You got another uh, myth for us. Oh, uh, another myth. Um, I I think that uh, more more dating choices uh, will um, make you happier, or you'll choose a better mate. And with this sea of singles, like on the internet, some people think that they need to date like hundreds of people, or you know, to find the right one, or they get discouraged because they live in a small town. They have a small community and, you know, they have like five people to date or like two, like two mm. choices. But um, actually the, the, the research on the psychology of choice actually points to um, people are usually more satisfied when they choose um, among a lesser amount of, of options. So I, I think some people feel like stifled, not with a lack, but so many, and I and I think we have to deliberately narrow our our options, and you know even make a list. But uh, so it is an encouragement to me that if you live in a small town, if you uh, don't know a lot of people, you you can meet and you can marry your you like your neighbor that you grew up with and you're not settling mm-hmm. and you you can have just as good of a marriage than if you dated like a 
you know, a, a hundred different people. Well, you know, what's, what's interesting about that is especially with how we primarily date today, which is through online dating, I feel like one of the negatives now, I, I think I'm okay. If, you know, I'm not one to say, you know, that online dating is wrong. I just think that there's positive and negative with everything. And I think one of the, the negatives of online dating is this grand, you know, number of people to choose from. Mm -hmm. And I believe one of the, the negative consequences that comes from that is no one's perfect. And so what ends up happening is we kind of go through this group of people looking for perfection and it's so easy. And I think that's the key thing. It's so easy just to move on to the next person as soon as we see something or imperfection. And, and so in relationships, you're going to come across imperfect people. And part of what you want to look for is compatibility. Are we compatible? Right. Do we have what it takes to work together and to grow through, check that out, to grow through our imperfections together versus me looking for this perfect person. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they have something imperfect, you know, imperfect, it's like, oh, let me go to the next one. And then you you date mm -hmm. them for a little bit and it's like, oh, let me go to the next one. And, and you date them for a little bit and then you, oh, let me go to the next one. And, and then it, it can just really lead to, like you said, this this paradox of choice where we're overwhelmed and it can end up being a negative thing. Uh, Keontae. That's good. Um, yeah, I was just actually what you just said was was one of my myths <laughs> that, you know, that um, I've, I've talked to a lot of Christian people, a lot of Christian singles, and a lot of them wholeheartedly feel like, oh, well, if I'm dating, I'm trying to find a soulmate. I can't go, you know, I can't do online dating. You know, and I just think that's a big myth because you okay, know, yep, yep. you have, yeah, you have people that have found the person that they married and have been married to mm -hmm. now strictly on, you know, from an online site. I mean, now we even have an online Christian dating site, you know, with Christian mm -hmm. mingle and things like that. And I'm sure there's other out, others out there. Um, but like I said, you just don't want to limit yourself to, you know, possibly meeting somebody because if you, you know, if you just don't entertain that or you don't engage in that, you might not actually meet the person that you're most compatible with. Right. But, but also but to, to... But to the point that the Eric was saying is that just be careful that, you know, just that you're looking for somebody that you're not looking for perfection. Give that person a chance. Now, if there's a major red flags, right. you know, but really just try to give somebody a chance. And, and, and if you can narrow that down rather than thinking, I just need to date 10 people. If I can just anybody. date 20, then I can pick the one. You know, you don't you don't have to necessarily do that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's the interesting thing about meeting people online and on websites is in one way you get more information than you ever would on that person like on a first date like on some of the profiles you 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 fill out you know you they list like you know like their hopes and their dreams and their <laughs> preferences and like what and what happened to them like 10 you know 10 years ago and some of that stuff doesn't even come up on a first date so on one mm -hmm. hand you get some of the the deeper stuff up front and on the other hand um you 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 don't have the information that you need so it's so so it's easy to swipe left um sooner based on one small thing rather right. you know than than what than what you what you guys were saying is that you have to go out and you have to know that you're imperfect they are in, yeah. in, imperfect and just because one little thing on their profile says this, if if you actually met the person, it you know might be completely different. Yep, yep. and, and, yep, and yep. that's the opposite side. And I'll get, I can even get further into that because people give a false impression, and so we're trying to work through that. But 
let's go to the next one let's go to the next one so i actually have one for you eric and i'm gonna try to do some rapid fire so we can uh, get through some of these but one that you actually had in your book that i thought was funny that i feel like there's a you know it'd be an interesting little debate here is men are only interested in women's looks so mm-hmm. you put that down as a myth that men are only interested in women's looks quickly just just, just what, what do you think in there when you say that that's a myth I would say that, that honestly, that's probably more of a stereotype that there might be some some truth there, especially with uh, maybe some immature men that want a trophy wife or just are looking at what's on the uh, what's on the outside. But every mature Christian guy that I know uh, wants a uh, wants a, a woman with with solid character and of course you want to be attracted to to your wife and just like women want to be attracted to um to their husband but that chemistry that connection is much deeper than than uh purely looks now so the reason why i like that one is because i saw that and i was like you know what i i I disagree and here's why i disagree with you (laughs) is because you already said it you said mature man and I don't think that most men are mature. I think that most men Touché. actually are immature. And as a result, most men in a negative way do in an immature way, look on the outside versus looking on the inside. And I believe a lot of women, they experience that because they have men judge them. They have men pass them by because maybe they don't fit, you know, the brick house mold of, of a woman. You got the numbers for me, can I tell you? What, 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 80, 20. Oh, uh, 35. In between those, 35. You guys, you you, you got it. And so, (laughs) so I do think that we need to become mature and, and, and look beyond just the, the outside and see the inside. But I think most of us as men, we're immature and we were trying to grow to be mature. Um, even, even in Christ, I'm not just going to be honest. You know, you, you look in the church, man, so many men in in the church, you know, they're, they're acting just like the world when it comes to relationships and dating Mm. and being superficial. And, and, and so I just saw that myth and I was like, I can see that, but I think that's more of the rarity versus, you know, the majority. Keontae, do you want to say something quickly on that? Yeah, man, that's, you know, it's a, just what you said, because, um, you know, most men are mature. And that even circles back around to the myth where I was saying, like, you know, you just you don't have to meet somebody in a church setting or like a youth group setting because you don't know where that person can be. They can be the immature person. And you're thinking yeah. like, oh, because I met them in church, they have to fit this motor. They have to fit this certain criteria. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. Somebody can, this can be somebody's first week in church and really just trying to set their life in motion to be better, to be, you know, a better asset to when they meet somebody. But just because you meet somebody in a certain place like church doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the perfect and the, fit the mold that you ask, you know, are trying to attain in a relationship since. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, Keontae, and, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I would say that I, I, I think what it comes down to is I, I think that both men and women like want the whole package, you know, you, you want to be, a, you, you want to be attracted to somebody and you want to be, have good conversation. So all of those things that, uh, looks is, is, is just part of that. And the yeah. women that find the, like the knuckleheads who are just focused on the, on the looks, they, they want to date, date them anyway. So. 
Well, now, uh, now actually, I'm, I'm actually going to call out the women right about now. They're going to get mad at me. But women can actually be just as superficial. Because what they end up doing is if, if he's too short or if he's not tall, you oh, know, and then we begin to judge a, a guy. Because, come on, be honest. Go ahead and put in the comments. You, you, you can put in the comments. Just be honest. Most of the time, you're not going to really initiate. You're not going to, you're going to have a negative feeling or a negative thought with somebody who is shorter. And, and so, you know, that's, uh, that's the same thing is kind of looking at looks and that's kind of like a primary thing. So it, it, I think it, it goes on both sides. It's definitely there. Uh, Keontae, man, give us a last one. You have a, a last, uh, myth you want to um, share? Yeah, this last myth is probably the biggest myth, um, you know, that comes across when they, when the big, okay. That, that, that's, that's a big, that's a big statement there. The biggest. Yeah, myth. Okay. It, well, you know what it is because a lot of people assume that you cannot have fun inside of Christian dating. That's mm. a big one. You know, you we look at Christian dating so as well, I mean, what like, kind of fun are we talking about, man? We're talking about like, you can fool talking, around and sex fun, <laughs> no, you know, no, no. and I'm just saying, so not man, that I mean, kind of fun. <laughs> but more so <laughs> the fun of, you know, the, the energetic and euphoric feeling of just meeting someone new and experiencing things like going on dates to different places and, you know, just having fun. Most people have this blanketed uh, thought of Christian dating of just like, well, you know, you you guys can't even sit next to each other, you know what I mean? Because it's just so off limits or whatnot. But no, you can still have fun. It's 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 fun to, like I said, data collect with somebody and understand what that person thinks like, what they believe in, but also going outside of that and, you know, maybe going to Dave and Buster's and, you know, having a bite to eat and going to the arcade. It's okay to do that. Um, yeah. But I think for a lot of people, they just find or they think in their minds that, you know, if, if I'm going to be, you know, Christian dating is just supposed to be just this, you know, we can only meet up at the church and we can only meet up with, you know, our team of people together. And there's no fun in that. You know what I mean? But there are ways to have fun in Christian dating. And it is fun. Um, well, you know, and I, I want to build on that one because I, I have one that's similar, which is, you know, this idea or this myth that we can't be friends and be dating. And and so okay. and I... I, I and I know this can go both ways because what ends up happening is we're not talking about hookups. So just for anybody that's understanding, you know, we're not talking about hookups. All right. So we're, we're talking about uh, those who are dating to try to pursue somebody for the purpose of eventually getting married. But, you know, one of the things we talk about uh, a lot is that you want to go through that friendship, that data collecting friendship stage where you begin to learn somebody. And the whole reason why you end up going out on dates is you're trying to learn who that person is. And oftentimes when you start dating someone, you barely know that person sometimes. And so how are you all of a sudden, because you went out on two or three dates that now all of a sudden you're a, a, an item and, and you're, you're hooked up. No, it's okay. And, and I want to use what you said. It's okay to be attracted to somebody. It's okay to like somebody. It's okay to think really positive about that person and still be friends, continue to go through that process to learn one another, to, to, to build a friendship relationship, and then allow that friendship to evolve eventually into something that is more of a courtship, more of a, of a couple relationship. But I think too often, you know, Christian couples, they, they date each other for a week or two and all of a sudden they hooked up and they're, they're, <laughs> they're in a relationship. And it's like, no, you can drag that process out and enjoy, yeah. as you said, have fun with one another. And here's it. And I'll say this last one and be exclusive. You can be exclusively dating each other as friends. I'm, I'm going to say that one more time, you know, cause I, that might've went over somebody's head. You can be exclusively dating someone as friends. That means that you both agree 
that, hey, I'm not going to see anybody else. They agree they're not going to see anybody else. But you understand that you're not necessarily in that courting phase because you're still trying to get one to know one another. Um, mm -hmm. And in that, you're just trying to be friends to get to know each other more. And I think that's really key when it comes to online dating is because when you meet somebody on online dating, oftentimes they might be dating other people or meeting other people. And you might come to a point to where you want to say, hey, I, I like our first two, three dates. Can we agree? And this is where good communication comes in. Can we agree to say, let's just see one another. We're not going to see anybody else in, in on Christian Mingle or in, and we're just going to be exclusive. <laughs> but although yeah. we're still friends, just trying to get to know one another. And so, um, so no, no, that's kind of like my last one. That's my last myth. Uh, Eric, good. man, you got a last myth you want to share? I would say that um, you you need to know, that and it's a myth, that you need to know exactly what you want before going on a date. And I would hmm. say, no, like, you don't need to know that you're going to marry that person. You don't, you don't need to know that, you know, right. that this is the perfect person for you. My litmus test is that, are you curious for the possibility of marriage someday? And if mm. there's a, mm -hmm. and if there's like an ink an inkling, if, you know, there's a spark, if there's a maybe, yes, go on some, uh, go on some dates because i think in the christian world that some people have put so much pressure mm. on themselves to know that you basically want to marry them before going on a first date uh i think that that might be one of the reasons why why people are, are waiting so so long to, to to get married i'm like no i mean if there's no chance i mean if if it's like a zero chance that you're gonna marry this, this person then don't ask someone out out, out <laughs> on a date but yeah, if right. there's a curious if but if there's a curiosity for the possibility of marriage i say go for it definitely yeah. i agree that, that that's really good where sometimes we just put all these stipulations before we uh are just trying to go and that goes back to the friend thing it's okay just mm -hmm. to hang out with people and meet people. You're yep. just trying to build friendships. You're trying to build relationships. And, and, and if you look at it that way, again, it takes off that pressure. Um, you, mm -hmm. That first date doesn't mean all of a sudden they, they the one, you know, it's like, no, just, <laughs> you're just meeting them. You know, you, you, right. you just met them. So, so, so you roll, so you roll. I, any last comments, uh, Keontae, any last comments before we, we end? I'll just say, man, you know, to those that are listening that are thinking about, you know, dating someone, you know, like I said, just, just have fun. Enjoy it. This doesn't have to be this, you know, this grandiose, just Rubik thing where you're just, you know, you're constrained in your emotions and your feelings. If you like somebody, you know, tell them you like them, you know, engage in that, that conversation and that data collecting stage. So enjoy yourself. Yeah. Eric, what about you, man? Anything else you want to share? Any last comments? Yeah, I, I will piggyback on the, uh, on the friendship because I think most pe people want to be married and they want to marry their their best friend or at least a very a very good friend and if you're not having fun as you date then something's wrong <laughs> yeah there you go well well eric i'm so glad that you're able to join us again i want to encourage everyone please check out his book 
um, whereas how should a Christian dates available on Amazon. And then I'm actually going to do a little bit of interview with, um, Eric as well. And so you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Just go to Brian E. Wallace and you can search that, uh, Brian E. Wallace. Also the YouTube channel is on our main website, simplifycomplexity.org. So Eric, man, we're, we're so glad that you're able to join us today and, yes, and thank you. kind thank of just you. have some fun with us as we like to talk about, uh, relationships and, and just keep it light, but also just really keep it practical and really help people. And so we do appreciate that. If you have not had a chance to review us, please leave a review, give us five stars, write something. It means so much. I mean, we enjoy the five stars, but we enjoy even more being able to hear your thoughts as to, you know, what this podcast is meaning to you. Um, and so I'm going to yep. go ahead and pray and then uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and go. So Father, we love you so much. We thank you for every day that you give us. And Father, as there are people just navigating this dating and, and mm -hmm. realm if father it could be challenging at times it, it can be uh frustrating it can feel as though there's just this worry and this anxiety but father just remove all of that father just help people to just understand that this is a process mm -hmm. of getting to know people there's no pressure you're just trying to get to know people so remove any fears that somebody might have to step into this uh, getting to know people and, and dating other people. And, and, and Father, I just pray that you would just guide and keep every single one. We love you. We ask all these things in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, God bless you. God keep you. Until next time.